Hey guys, welcome back. We are here for another absolutely controversial episode of Hot Mess A. Thank you guys so much, first of all, for coming back. This is our fifth episode. So let us know on our social medias what you guys think, and we'd love to hear from you guys. So definitely check us out on social medias. We love chatting with you guys there. So definitely be sure to hit us up on our socials. We are Hot Mess A on Instagram and Twitter. We love chatting with you guys there. We also have Facebook for any boomers out there. So for this episode, we are hitting a one-year anniversary, and it is a very special anniversary. March 16th is the one-year anniversary for lockdown. In Canada. So we thought it only appropriate to come on here and have a episode dedicated to COVID-19, how it's changed our lives for good or for bad. We just want this to be a safe space. So we thought we'd just come on here and have a chat about it and see everyone's thoughts, basically. I don't know about you guys, but this seems like a very long, because wasn't it originally supposed to be only 14 days to flatten the curve? This seems like a really long 14 days. Yeah, this 14 days has turned into, uh, I'm thinking it'll be 14 months. (laughs) Yeah, for real. I mean, 2020 just feels like a write-off to me. I, I get that. Wasn't even a year. It's passed by like nothing. The year that I lost there, the COVID-15 that I am also ignoring, it's all a write-off. It doesn't count. Honestly, the way that this year's going, it doesn't seem like it's going to be any better. I mean, thankfully now we do have vaccines that are rolling out. We do have, we have an understanding of what we went through in 2020. So we kind of know what to expect out of 2021. But it just seems like this year is also going to be a bit of a write-off. I'm hoping not, but... It should be better. At least partially, yeah. I'm hoping it'll be better. I feel like we've we finally gotten our shit together on this. And hopefully people will just be smarter this year. Well, it doesn't look like they are going to be because now instead of acknowledging and fighting if COVID's a real thing, now people are fighting over whether you're going to get a vaccine or not. At the end of the day, everyone's going to find something to fight about. And it's just so upsetting that, like, even now... There's so many people who refuse to just come together over this and help beat it. I think the most important thing is no matter what your beliefs are, I mean, and this is for any topic that can be seen as controversial, but whatever your opinions are, you are valid to your opinions. But just because someone doesn't agree with you or has different opinions with you, you can't put that person down for having different beliefs. That's the great thing about the world we live in and how humans are. We all come from different backgrounds. We all have different brains. We all experience things differently. So just kind of keep that in mind. If someone is spewing something that you don't agree with don't go in with hate go in with education if you want to most of the time those people aren't going to want to listen to facts but just as a gentle reminder be kind to people the only thing i have against them is what the facts that they're spewing are going to hurt people yeah you just have to remember like when you're seeing these things on facebook or any social media you have to really not form your opinion on them you research it There are a lot of really credible resources out for us and journalists that will look into everything. They're not just going to give you some clickbait story. So you would think that this is common sense, but for some people, it's really not. Get all the facts. Yeah. Also, just before we get going, I want to just put out a trigger warning for COVID. It's a really, last year was a really difficult time for a lot of us. 
uh, I think ourselves included, it was definitely a curveball for everyone. So if talking about the pandemic in the last year is triggering for you, this is probably not the episode for you. So check out one of our other ones. Very well said. So I guess to kick off um, this episode, how have your guys' lives changed since last March? What were some of the big things that you guys um, either had to make adjustments to in your everyday life or what were things that you guys had to do for your health and well-being during this time? Because I know like the beginning of the pandemic, I was living with my cousin and her two kids and I was helping there. So I was really doing a lot of the education for the kids and I was helping keep the house clean. I was helping with the meals every day. So I was doing a lot of that and keeping busy and it that sometimes I kind of forgot to take care of myself. So I had to make that active choice to do like spa nights for myself, which is a practice that I've continued now. And I really do make it a ritual to put myself in my like priority list at least once a week to have like a two or three hour spa night so that I can help myself feel recharged and re-energized and not forget about me. Self-care is so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the most important thing I think we've all learned kind of is just we just need to take care of ourselves. My year, I mean, it didn't change a ton. Uh, If anything, I've noticed what I've missed out on. And when you want to do something now, there's so many restrictions that tell you no. But if anything, my job situation is what changed the most in 2020. Yeah, I can agree with that. That's definitely something that's happened to me as well. How about you, Paige? Well... (laughs) I mean, I really thought that 2020 was going to be my year. I feel like a lot of people felt like that too. I was coming off of a high because, you know, I'll I'll take it back to Christmas last year. So Christmas last year, um, I have a birthday very similar to Christmas. So a lot of the times my parents will get me gifts that are both for Christmas and my birthday. So my mom had surprised me with Elton John tickets. We were going supposed to go see him in April or May of of last year. And then I also was given money to go to England because I was going on this trip with me and my friend. We were supposed to go see my favorite band ever, McFly. It was the first time I was supposed to see them. So the beginning of 2020, when everything was coming out about COVID and this virus in in China and everything was coming on, I was really one of those people that was like, okay, this is going to be like a swine flu situation where it was a big deal, but it wasn't that big of a deal. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't want to sound ignorant, our area was not really hit very bad with swine flu but it wasn't really it was like yeah okay some people got it but they were fine like it was obviously not to the level that COVID was so I was very much under that mindset of like I'm going away in a couple of months nothing's gonna stop me from doing this and then as the months kind of went on like everyone else it was like oh you know, there's no way I'm going to England in May. And that was really, obviously really disappointing to me. I hadn't, I haven't been back to England since I lived there. Uh, I lived there in 2012. So I was really excited to reconnect with the people that I haven't seen in eight years, at that point in eight years, and obviously to see McFly. So that was really challenging. But then, you know, my fiance, his job got laid off. You know, there was only supposed to be off two weeks for lockdown, but we're here we are a year later. And his job still has not gone back even though Canada has kind of been in and out of lockdown at least our area has been so it's been really hard on our family thankfully the job that I had at the time it was essential so I had a job but it it was also really hard for my mental health that I don't think a lot of people talk about because I had my fiance and my child at home and a lot of the people I knew were either laid off or transitioning to jobs at home so it was really hard for my mental health to be like 
okay, if my family catches COVID, it's because of me, because I'm the one going out into the workplace. I'm the one that's going out into the world. Like that was really hard for me, but it was also really hard to kind of see everyone at home and I'm the only one going out. And so that was kind of, it was just, it was, it was really hard for me to kind of experience that. And I know a lot of people talk about how their mental health wasn't good because they were stuck at home, but there's also the flip coin to that, right? Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. It's that whole lifestyle change that everyone was forced to do. Yeah. Yeah, like I know when the people who were working um, in the house that I was staying at, every time they came home, they'd be sanitizing their shoes, their purses, their jackets. They'd be sanitizing their car door handles and the steering wheels and everything before they even entered the house because that was one of their biggest fears was their children getting COVID. And that would be absolutely devastating to any parent if they had to go through that. Yeah, so that, like, I can definitely understand where you're coming from, Paige. Absolutely. Well, and my child, too, he is autistic, so he is very smart. He is so far academically, but obviously where autistic children tend to suffer, and I hate to say that word, but generally, it is the social aspect to that. So he went from interacting and doing really well with his classmates and teachers to being at home where the only interaction he really has is, for the most part, it's with us and our dog. So that was really hard to see, to see like how that's affecting him in that way. I do think that he has done really well socially, but I mean, especially, I mean, it's hard for any kid to do online learning, but it was really, it's really hard for him to sit in front of a computer and to get him to actually pay attention, especially like last year, it was kind of, you know, they had a Google classroom and they had assignments and they had to do them. Like it was very, I don't want to say lax, but it was lax because nothing was prepared. So in the fall, they did go back for a bit, but then they, they were all sent home again and it was a lot harder because they had more of a play like it was zoom every day for eight hours they had a schedule and to get him to actually sit and pay attention the entire time it was really hard for him yeah it's just you never want to see your child suffer obviously and you want them to have the best childhood and it's been really hard to kind of navigate in this pandemic being a parent to like you know what's the best thing for your child and I know when September came around and we were kind of playing that do we send him back to school do we keep him at home ultimately we decided to send him to school because our area has been really good with COVID his school is the one school I'm going to knock on some freaking wood right now is the one school that has not had an outbreak so we both felt pretty confident in sending him back because of the circumstances, because I don't know what we would have done if I I just I was like, he needs that social interaction. He needs to be talking with people that are not just you and me. He needs to know how to interact with kids his own age and how to problem solve. Well, yeah. And that's a very key part of kids growing up. It's a very important part of their development, especially for him. That's the thing. It's definitely harder for parents having to worry about their kids that aren't going to understand what's going on. Yeah. I'm sure most parents will agree it's been a curveball for sure trying to navigate everything but you know we're on the up and up it seems to be doing really well and yeah it also gave me a, a huge appreciation for teachers like my mom is a teacher herself so I already had that a bit of appreciation for teachers but actually having to like teach my kid oh my god I could not imagine like 30 of these snot-nosed brats in a room where they're all like wanting to do their own thing you know what I mean like I was just like oh my god give them a raise please like they do not get paid enough yeah I remember last year I was helping the kids with their schooling and um the kids that I was uh helping out they were 
the the one was eight years old and the other was five so the five-year-old would get basically like a calendar each week of the things that they wanted um, accomplished and we would just take photos and email those in and that was you know done because they're five it's not um it's more activity doing rather than like here's you know a multiple choice test whereas for the eight-year-old she would have actual uh like math homework and geography and a little bit of history and so it was a lot more difficult for her to focus so i had to actively take on a teacher like role because they weren't even at the point where they were doing the zoom calls to get the kids on board and then zoom changed to having to be google meets instead so it's definitely like been quite a roller coaster for parents and i can understand it being a lot it's a lot it's a huge change and we're not used to having to do all the roles at once and neither are the kids they're not used to being at home doing all of their eight hours of schooling in their home environment which is a huge um change for them and it's a big adjustment that can be difficult for a lot of kids yeah well i mean it's crazy to me how teachers are kind of seen as like second class citizens most of them like you know a lot of people try to shit on teachers and it's like, no, they need to get paid more. Like they are the ones shaping the minds of tomorrow. And most of the time they're just used as, yeah, they're just used as the butt of a joke. And it's like, stop it and appreciate your teachers, please. They're definitely not taken care of enough. It makes me empathize with the teachers I used to have a lot more. <laughs> I know. So here is the other thing I had a question about. Um, I saw a lot of people buying toilet paper at the beginning of this or baking banana bread or learning how to bake bread like who was on that train of learning how to do that stuff my mom went hard for that bread just like she was just making all these different types of bread and i loved it it was all good the toilet paper thing was pretty freaking crazy the toilet paper thing surprised me it confused me so much because i was like i thought this was a flu does this give you like diarrhea or something and then you know it kind of came out like no, no no people are just being fearful and we had we we usually buy a good good amount because you know family of four um so we don't have to worry about going out and getting it but it's just like people are stocking up and it's like okay maybe i should go out and buy a little bit to make sure that i have enough and then you're like no don't stockpile yeah i just i wanted to know like why were we stocking up on all the toilet paper I just remember seeing like limit one per customer and it, and you would see people trying to get around it. They'd have their kids and be like, okay, everyone take a roll of toilet paper. And it's like, really? Like it made me really upset too, because I remember there was like a lot of reports about senior centers and just seniors in general that weren't able to. The people that needed the most couldn't get it. Yeah. They're not able to get their supplies because people are assholes and stockpiling it. And so I'm really glad a lot of companies did take the initiative to have senior hours where they're open an hour early or the first hour of shopping could only be for seniors i mean not that they should be out anyways but yeah no i mean i definitely agree to that because my oma she's a 93 year old woman and we just kind of there was a collective like family agreement whatever oma needs it gets delivered to her house it does not matter which family member it fucking is you help oma you get that shit to her she is not allowed in a grocery store until she gets a vaccine. And that was decided pretty much right away. And somebody always visits her every single week and always showed up with masks and stayed six feet. And Oma hasn't hugged anybody for months and months and months. So, you know, it's one of those things where we were lucky that we have enough family surrounding Oma that we were able to take care of her, but not every person is that way. 
for my family, like everybody was laid off before me. So I went out for everybody. If anybody needed anything, I was going out. I didn't want anyone else to leave the house. So we all kind of had to like designate somebody from our families to kind of help out. Yeah. I know for us too, like we've really utilized the pickup you know, order on from our grocery store the night before and then pick up. I mean, to be fair, we were doing that beforehand anyways, because it's just it's so convenient of being like, okay, I don't have to go home and then go grocery shopping or after work. Like I would either plan to pick up my grocery order on my lunch break or after work and just take it home. So when the pandemic was going on, that's what kind of annoyed me was everyone when was utilizing that, which made sense. But it was like all the times, you know, like things were booked days in advance. And I'm like, I just need my freaking groceries, guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't. I didn't want to go into a store. Yeah, that was convenient. Yeah. Supply was crazy because you didn't know if you could get something you wanted. It would probably take a few weeks to get something. Right. They pushed all that online ordering, which was nice. Before, I had never really used any of that because, you know, it would just be nice to get out because I never really got out. But the online ordering stuff was so convenient. It was so nice. I still use it now. I don't know if I'll still use it for grocery stores. I mean, I don't I don't think I ever really used it for grocery stores. Costco, I think. But uh, yeah, no, it's just nice. I will say there is a life hack with ordering online, at least with our grocery stores. We'll order like all the generic, you know, no name brands because we're pretty frugal. We try to get the most for our buck. But if they are sold out of the no name, they will give you the full brand name for the same price. So it is, you know, sometimes you get like some really good brands, but you paid the, the no name brand price. And that's what I like. Nice little bonus. Exactly. Little life hack for you. Girl, that's smart. All I was going to say was living in Toronto, like I really didn't need to use that service just because everything was within walking distance. So it made more sense for me to just walk over, grab what I needed and then head home and just do it during the hours when it was less busy. Yeah. And that would make sense living in a big city like Toronto where, I mean, not that you drive, but it's, it's not like I don't know. When I lived in Toronto, I couldn't imagine just going out my car and going grocery shopping when it's literally insane to drive in Toronto. I hate it. You probably get stuck more often than not. Yeah. Driving in Toronto is like, I'm scared to drive in Toronto. When I had my neon, I loved driving Toronto because I was just in a small little car that it was easy to zip around. But now in the freaking boat I'm in now, like... (laughs) I try not to. I try to like it. I mean, not that I go to Toronto. I haven't been to Toronto in a long time now. But when I do go, I try to like go on the outskirts of the city and like find, you know, find somewhere safe to park it. Yeah. I'm trying not to hit anything with my box. People are such assholes and I understand it, you know, pedestrians, but I understand having to share the road, but some pedestrians would act like they're holier than thou and that they rule the road. Like it's insane. I remember this one time I was trying to turn onto Bathurst. Um, I was at my friend's place. She was on like a little side street right by where the old Honest Eds used to be, RIP. But I was trying to turn onto Bathurst, like a busy city. And I was kind of creeping out because there was so much street parking I couldn't see. And so I kept like, creeping out and pedestrians were literally getting mad at me because I was covering the sidewalk and it's like guys I'm just trying to fucking drive here like I'm just trying to turn on here being safe and trying to not hit any cars like can y'all calm down Ooh, yeah like you can walk around me like I don't know what else you want me to do and I was on a one way so it's not like I could just go the other way I had to go the way that it intended for me I was like fuck all y'all those are pain in the ass 
So I know a lot of people, especially in the beginning, they were buying extravagant things for themselves, like for self-care, but also because you were bored at home. Did you guys indulge in that at all? Yes. <laughs> Would you buy? Well, for me, I bought um, different games. I was really into The Sims in the beginning of it, so I bought a whole bunch of those packs. Spent more than I needed to on other stuff, you know, manga. Uh, my sister bought a computer. She bought it initially to play games on it, but then she found out it didn't have the specs she wanted. So instead of returning it, I just bought it off of her. And that was the best decision because I really missed having a computer. I just, I love it so much. And I bought a nice, like, long speaker for it. Oh, that's awesome. That's a good investment. Pretty sweet. Nice. Love that for you. How about you, Hannah? I think the biggest thing for me was after I had finished um, basically nannying, um, I decided to give my entire apartment an overhaul. So I just started moving everything around and purchasing some things that I hadn't before, but knew that I wanted to have in this apartment in order to make it feel more cozy, more trendy. Like I want it to look more like an adult apartment rather than, you know, I just moved in four years ago and didn't really make it look cute. Just moved in four years ago. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I started investing in some plants and getting some shelves up and getting proper storage in. And it's really made a huge difference just looking in my apartment and being like, oh, I love you. Like falling in love with my place all over again. I love that. That's great. And some of the things that I got were a bit more expensive and some things I needed that were, you know, under 10 bucks. But at the end of the day, it was really about that feeling that I had, like that, oh, finally, it looks how I want it to. I love it. I'm happy here. I don't feel crammed in. Like that was the feeling that I wanted. And that means more to me than anything. I love that. Yeah. How about you, Paige? What did you buy? <laughs> well, okay. So the, the beginning of the pandemic and literally like two weeks before lockdown, um, I had started this lifestyle change. Um, I am a large and in charge woman. So I was like, hey, let's just get a bit more healthy and get a bit, you know, just better in shape and more healthy. So I had started walking a lot. Um, I had bought these (laughs) shoes from Under Armour that have like Bluetooth technology in them. And I also bought an Apple Watch. Good for you. Yeah. Well, it it was really good because when a lot of people were gaining the COVID-15, I was losing a lot of weight. So that made me feel really good. Because, like, everyone was, like, noticeably... Doing better than a lot of us. Yeah. Well, everyone was... It, well, it just... It feels good, right? You know, I, I've I've stopped that trend. I'm pretty sure I've uh, gained it all back, but... It's nice that you were taking care of yourself, because I definitely wasn't. Yeah. And it's something I want to get back on, but it... I mean going through health changes and like losing weight, it's really hard for me because I genuinely, I love myself. I love myself at any size. But of course, there's always those, those negative thoughts will come in. Uh, I find that they come in more so when I'm talking to certain people that just want me to be better than what I am. So yeah, that was something that I had done. Yeah. But then I just was... I stopped being so health conscious and that was really good for my mental health. And now I'm just like back in that cycle again. I think it's honestly, it's it's tied with my seasonal depression because obviously in the spring and summer, you want to be active and outside. And then the winter, you just want to be a marshmallow ball in your bed, right? Yeah, it's definitely seasons kind of affect you a little bit. Yeah. That's why I describe myself as a polar bear in hibernation. It makes me adorable and I love it. Just make a little pillow fort, you know, comfy. <laughs> I love that. (laughs) 
Yeah, I think that's a really good investment, though. That's not something that's like unrealistically like you didn't buy a jet. You bought a Fitbit and some sneakers and you've been using them. I remember you telling us about how you had gone on a walk and you listened to like the soundtrack of Hamilton. So you knew where like where you should be in your walk based on the song that was on. So it was awesome. I was so happy for you, too. Yeah. Yeah. Made me feel motivated, but then I wasn't at that point where I was like, maybe I should walk. Well, honestly, the biggest motivation for me was I started joining these virtual marathons where you sign up online, you can walk, run, do an elliptical, whatever, as long as you're getting those kilometers in. And basically, as long as you do the marathon or the challenge, you get a medal at the end of it. So that for me was really inspiring because if I did feel like oh I don't really want to walk today I'd be like girl you paid money if you don't do this you're not going to get your medal so that is something that's right next to my bed all of the medals that I did I did over 100 kilometers at least I know the one was 80 kilometers itself you were supposed to take three months to do it but I was really determined I wanted to do it within one month and I did that I did one that actually went to it was called the corona busters and part of the proceeds actually went to help corona relief for us and canada so that was really cool to kind of give back in small ways i did one that it was sesame street themed and it went towards kids with autism so that was really good for me oh nice yeah because you're getting these medals to show oh my god look at what i did what look what i accomplished but it also went towards helping really wonderful charities that need it Mm -hmm. and you have that physical evidence that you know you did this stuff yeah it was a good motivator for sure and I I do think that now that I'm kind of it's the weather's getting a bit nicer I'm like you know I really should just get out and go because for me the hardest thing like I love food I love eating like that that is my downfall and I found that even when I was eating healthier last year it didn't really mean much if I wasn't doing anything and even going on an, an hour walk or you know it would I would walk five kilometers which you would usually take me about an hour just under and I would be down so it is something that a lot of people don't even think about like I know I got used to get a lot of flack like oh you're walking these shouldn't you be running or doing something and it's like well first of all my body can't handle that yet because it's out of shape like let's be real I'm you know I'm not gonna go run a 10k and just be fine I had to work my way up to it but for me just walking around either social distancing walking with someone or being on the phone and talking to someone it was just an easy little workout to get and you could see those results yeah that's amazing Good for you, girl. Damn. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, we all should have a, hopefully have a healthier 2021. Hopefully. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that was the really hard part for me during COVID was actually like working out because I'm used to doing figure skating, cheerleading, uh, gymnastics. I'm used to being a very active person. So when I was working and nannying, I found that I was putting so much work into caring for these kids that I didn't even have time to take care of my body. And I found that like that was how I was gaining weight because I wasn't working out as much as I normally did. And even now, like I'm still struggling to find that balance of working out. And when I was working out it was because uh, the gyms were open and we were allowed to go in there and do our thing and that's really where like I was able to put my mind just for that one hour because like it's hard to work out at home and it's not to say that it's impossible but it does make it more difficult 
Well, there's so many distractions at home, right? Like if you, if you're a person, you go to the gym, you are taking an active step, you are leaving your home, you are going to the gym, you're going there to work out. Whereas when you're home, it's really easy to get distracted or be like, oh, I need to finish this, this, and this or whatever. So I get that. There's no real commitment. Yeah. It's nice because we all live around areas that it's nice to actually go out. There's a lot of different scenery. So walks are definitely nice. Yeah. There's a creek right by my house that you can walk the full thing. I did do a little bit more just because I was either doing five or 10 kilometers, but I would do that whole thing and it would, it wouldn't take me too long, but it was beautiful because there's all this wildlife. Like I would see, um, minks, but obviously like they're the ones that are native to our area, stoats. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. They were like little weasel, little, yeah, something like that. And they were so cute and there would be tons of birds and like there was herons and yeah, it was just, it was, it's really lovely. Yeah. I don't know where you were. You were worried about coyotes at one point. Well, okay. Yeah. So our coyotes are a problem in Southwestern Ontario and where we're at, there are a lot of open fields, not very far from where we are. So I kept reading stories about, you know, horror stories about people going out for walks with their pets. Oh, you're filling your head with bad stories. Yeah. And like a coyote getting them. And I love my dog, but she's a chunky girl, like, like her mama. So if we had come into that situation, like it wouldn't have been good because because I'm very fight and fight or flight and like coyotes usually go in packs like I'm pretty sure you know a coyote or a couple could take me down and my dog can't run like she is she is a uh, flight so she would run off but she wouldn't get very far so I just it was really sad I stopped taking her for like my long walks especially because I was going at nighttime because I worked all during the day you know dinner homework so I was going for my walks at like eight o'clock sometimes nine o'clock at night and that's when you know coyotes are going to be out and looking for food so I just felt really uncomfortable bringing her so it, it was sad yeah fair but that's okay I mean she'll be okay yeah you screwed her schedule all up she was probably happy to be home to sleep in at that time yeah that's also true. Well, exactly. And, well, the big thing for us too, we would just take her during the day, like, cause I would take both of my kid, well, you know, the human child and the dog child. Yeah, you get everybody out during the day. Yeah, because we would just go to the creek, walk around at once. We wouldn't do the whole thing, but we'd walk around the like, because it's like cut off into sections. So we would do like one section and then just come home and both kids were happy and yeah. Sweet. That's what you want. It's good. Exactly. Yeah. Was there anything in particular you guys learned to cook during COVID that you're particularly proud of that you wouldn't have normally figured out without having COVID kind of pushing you to do it? I'm not much of a cook. So like, I didn't really experiment much during COVID for cooking. That was more my mom's thing, making all the different breads. Um, I think she tried a few different recipes. She probably found some stuff off Facebook. Because yeah, I know like I started going on TikTok while quarantine was happening and I found a bunch of different stuff like I tried making the feta pasta with basil in it the other week and it was absolutely incredible and like learning to bake your own bread I didn't realize how much confidence that was going to give me when like you, you cut it up and you share some with your friends and they're like oh my god like I can't believe you learned to make this and it's like it wasn't hard I didn't I didn't do much and then it's like but I did it I made it and people like it. 
I wouldn't say that it was COVID related. It was more so because I was trying to get healthy and finding ways to zhuzh up my recipes I already love to make. So I made a bomb ass shepherd's pie and I used ground up turkey for the base. And instead of potatoes, I made mashed cauliflower. That was one thing that I discovered was yeah, you can you can mash up, you know, boil cauliflower, mash it up and add a little bit of butter and it is so freaking good. That was something that I learned. But it, again, it wasn't really COVID related. It was just it coincided with my, you know, trying to live a healthier diet and like learning. There are so many different creative ways to eat the things you want to eat without having all of the calories or all of the crap tied in with it. And one thing as well, like having a kid when you're making these healthy meals, because I was very much I didn't want to make well this is just me as a mom in general I don't like making two different dinners right like if I'm I'm gonna make one and I have to try to make it so my kid will eat it too so that was one thing that I made the cauliflower potatoes and I didn't even tell him what it was I just said here's some mashed potatoes which he's not a huge fan of to begin with but he actually ate it and didn't complain and I was like oh my god it wasn't until he like saw me making it one day that he's like oh I don't like that it's like you little shit yes you do so like now whenever I make mashed potatoes he'll be like is that cauliflower or potatoes and I'll be like it's potatoes (laughs) you little shit regardless if it's cauliflower or potato oh yeah oh yeah I love that honestly I think it's so interesting as a side note how kids will see something and they're like I don't like it and it's like yes you do it looks different than how you normally eat it but this potato wedge is the exact same as a potato french fry and you like both of them for real there are so many dishes that like I'll make them you know like there are a couple of dishes I go to I switch out every week or two because they're just it's an easy thing for me to make and you know convenience sometimes over quantity or variety so yeah there will be things where like he'll be like I don't like this I'll be like you literally just ate this two weeks ago yes you do part of having a kid is just like not really giving into them like I am very much you know that's fine if you don't like that if you don't want to eat that's fine but you're not going to leave this table until you eat it and Wesley is definitely more of the like I don't want to say the gentler parent but he's he is more accommodating like oh like we could just make this for him and it's like no, that's not what dinner is. No, I'm not giving in. And he he likes to give in. So I usually it's like mama bear coming in and like putting the foot down of like, no, 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 you can sit at this table and eat until it's done. Or at least until most of it's done, you know? Especially at that point, you, you know, it's like him telling himself that he doesn't like it. But you ate it two weeks ago. Well, and he's 10 now. Like he's, it's not like he's four anymore where, you know, you could kind of get around it. Like he's getting smarter and he knows how to play us against each other. And he also, his thing right now is he's discovered that if Paige says no, daddy will sometimes say yes. Or if daddy says no, Paige will say yes. So a lot of the time he'll ask me something and I'll be like, did you talk to dad? And he'll be like, no. I'm like, okay, so if I go to talk to dad, what's he going to say? And then most of the time he'll either confess or sometimes he will like be like, no, no, I haven't talked to him until like it's me talking to Wesley. And he's like, just kidding. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> just pushing buttons now. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the eight-year-old started doing that. And there was one morning where um, I had told her I wasn't going to give her toast because we were going to be having something else. Um, or I, I think I actually told her, like, wait till your parents come down and ask them. I think I did the the the, cheat, the cop out. So I did that. Her dad came downstairs. He was in the kitchen with her. And then I walked in and she asked me in front of him. And I was kind of like, I, and I said this to her. 
why are you asking me when your dad is standing right there? And he chimed in and said, that's because I already told her no. So she's hoping you'll give her a different answer. So I looked to the girl and I said, you owe us both an apology now because that's not cool. Like, and I get why kids do it. Every kid does. But it's just like, you got to learn. You got to learn. Hell, some adults do it. Like, oh, yeah. Well, you can tell they didn't learn. Exactly. Yeah, literally. Oh, my God. Okay, so going back to COVID, what were some, do do you guys have like two big things that you're grateful for from COVID? Because I know a lot of bad happened with COVID and it's absolutely devastating. But I really do want to focus on some of the good things that came out of our lives um, during this pandemic because I I don't want to put the focus on the negative. Um, So were there any two like really big highlights from this past year that you guys have? I know you have one page. I know you do. Oh, oh, yeah. (laughs) It was like, what highlight? Yeah, I got engaged. That was a good moment for us. I I guess good highlight. There's not really any other highlights that I can think of. I do think that what COVID really showed me, and I'm sure it showed everyone, but was the importance of family and friends and staying in touch. And, you know, honestly, one of the highlights, it it kind of birthed this podcast, to be honest, because I was trying to find an outlet to talk with my friends, because obviously we can't really see each other at the moment, especially with Hannah living in Toronto and everything. So... Yeah, I would I would say I guess my two highlights would be my engagement and the birth of this podcast. I love that. You know, one of mine is definitely just how much closer it brought me to my family because I didn't I wasn't necessarily and it's not that, you know, you have a bad relationship or anything, but it definitely brought me so much closer to the family I was nannying for. And I didn't realize how fundamental that would be in my year just to as character building. So that was definitely one of the highlights was becoming that close with the other side of my family. Then the other highlight would probably be, honestly, it would be being able to sign another year lease to my apartment, knowing that I'd be able to stay here another year, which it doesn't seem like a big deal. But for someone living by themselves in Toronto, it's a huge deal to be able to say confidently that, yes, I can support myself for another year. And I got this. Aww. So it's it's not huge, but it is. Well, it's probably really nice knowing that, too, because being an actor, like, I'm sure when everything was kind of coming up and, you know, productions weren't going, it probably was kind of a, a trying time for you of like, you know, when am I going to work again? I, I know you had the side gig, but obviously having acting gigs is what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah, there were a lot of questions up in the air. Like my cousin was asking me if I wanted to move in permanently because we weren't sure what was happening with acting. And as it turns out, like the industry is booming right now. There are tons of job opportunities. So it's been a game changer, which has been unexpected, but a blessing. I'm so happy for you. Thanks. Yeah. How about you, Angela? Two highlights. I guess my highlight would be that I just got closer to family and friends. I mean, I don't feel like the year has really changed much for me, only that I've seen how much I've missed out on and how I just want to travel and do stuff now. But even then, I don't have much of the financial situation to do that. But yeah, definitely appreciation for people close to me. I feel everybody's feeling that your world's cut down and then you see really who 
you see who you really love when you can't do anything else. And on that note, too, I just want to, you know, you guys and anyone listening to this, if you are struggling with mental health related to the pandemic, not related to the pandemic, please know that there are resources that you can reach out to to talk to someone. We definitely want to make sure that everyone has a happier year this year. So even if it's just DMing our socials, just to have someone to talk to, it's always open for you guys. Yeah, because I know for myself like I know there have been points in my life where I had a lot of friends but I didn't really know who I could actually talk to to kind of talk about those struggles and sometimes it's a lot easier to talk to a stranger than someone you're really close with so we're here for you guys so I feel like this is a question that a lot of people are asking um, and probably wondering when we're going to ask at this point but are you guys going to get vaccinated yeah when it comes out for the general public I will yeah, I think once we hit that age bracket, I think it would be a responsible choice to get vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah, Canada's done kind of a crappy job with getting their vaccinations out. But once everyone that, you know, really needs it, hopefully it'll be also, it'll kickstart it to come out faster. Yeah, I'll definitely be getting the vaccine, me and my family, just because it's it's safer. Like, it, it's that sense of mind of you know, just being a little bit safer to each his own. But for all of you fuckers out there that are saying I'm not getting the vaccine because the government put a chip in it, the government already has a chip on you. It's called your cell phone. They don't need to put a chip in your vaccine. Do you have any Alexas and Google Homes? Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, to each his own with peace and love, please go get a vaccination. If you don't want to get one, that's fine. But you should. You need to think about other people as well as yourself, you know. You don't want to get your family sick just because you had the opportunity to get the vaccination and you didn't do it. It's the same thing with wearing a mask. You're wearing a mask for everyone around you. Please don't be selfish. You need to think about your community and the people around you and the people that you love. Definitely people you're going to affect the most. People you're closest to. Exactly. And like retail workers do not get paid enough to deal with your bullshit. They don't want to hear, you know, you spewing your facts. They don't want to see like the amount of hate I've seen towards them just because they're working. Be like, hey, to shop here, you need to wear a mask. And then I've seen so there's this guy who he'll go on Facebook live and he'll be like, oh, they're taking my liberties. Fuck off. Like just wear a damn mask. Like that company doesn't owe anything to you. You little instigator get the hell out yeah and that like i feel so bad because a lot of his videos these retail workers are they don't look like they could be out of high school they they look so young and it's like do you feel good bullying a 16 year old because they're asking you to put on a mask or leave like they don't make the rules they're just trying to enforce them and make sure everyone has a safe shopping experience I know when I was working retail at the beginning of this actually no it was after i got back from being laid off and the masks were like a for sure thing like you had to be wearing it in the store we've had a few people come in and just be like yeah i'm not wearing it and I'd be like okay well we'll get mall security to come get you yeah and then they'd be like okay we're leaving people want to start fights over nothing and it's just like if you are that against wearing it get someone else to shop for you or utilize your online uh shopping options like you don't need to start shit with people that are just there to, to make their money support their families get through this like everyone else yeah yeah, it's not. This is not a situation that is worth starting a fight over. It's better to just just do what's asked. It's not even a big ask. And the, wearing a mask is not a political statement. No, it's really not. 
No, and I have been that person and I'm not afraid to be that person. If I see a retail worker being abused by someone, I am the first one to walk in and be like, put on your fucking mask or get the hell out. Like, no, these people, like I've been in that position. They do not get paid enough to deal with your bullshit. Get the fuck out of here. Like it it makes me, it actually makes me so upset because these people are, are new in the workplace, especially like I'm thinking of the people that, you know, their first job, they just got hired. They're, they have to have this first work experience in a pandemic, which is already hard enough, but they don't need to take the bullshit from entitled Carol's and Kevin's. You know, it's, it's crazy how many crazy people have popped up and just people, you know, like we've said, that just don't look at any of the information and just they look one way and they keep going. Ignorant. Yeah. On a different note, well, I'll say hypothetically, but when the pandemic is over, what are you guys going to do to celebrate? When those bells ring and the announcements are made that we have beat this, what are you guys going to do? I know what I'm going to do. Well, share it with the world, girl. I, I'm going to have a big old drink. I'm going to go clubbing. I'm going to go see the friends who I haven't seen in forever. That's what I want to do. I want to have like a block party. I just want to have one big ass block party. And I, I think that would be so much fun. And everybody's just celebrating together that this is over. It's done with. We did it. And now we can keep going with our lives. And yes, there are things that are going to change. But once we are able to say that we beat it, that feeling is going to feel so fucking good. And I hope that everybody gets to experience that feeling that I am praying for when they can finally announce that it's over. Yeah. Honestly, I think I'm going to plan like a road trip or a vacation, not anywhere too far away, but in the States, like somewhere in Michigan or go down to one of the other states that are close by Illinois or something. Well, Illinois is not super close, but you know what I mean? I I will plan a road trip in the States because that is something that I really miss is being able to go into America and experience, I don't want to say experience their culture, but (laughs) but, you know, you know what I mean? Like going down to the States, going shopping. So yeah, I'll hit two birds with one stone, being able to cross the border and actually being able to travel. I'll go with you. Cool. That sounds like so much fun. Maybe we'll just go on a hot mess a tour. Yo, guys, leave us a comment on our social medias if you want to see a hot mess a tour after the pandemic is over. Here, I I want to know. I don't know if we'll ever be able to actually do that. I don't know if we'll ever have the fan base for that, but that would definitely be cool. Think big. We'll try it out. We're putting it out in the universe. We're sending out good vibes. I'm going to pretend that we do. I'm going to pretend that we do now. So if you're listening to this, please take the moment to share this with your friends. Thank you. We appreciate you. Mm-hmm. And with that, we know that this episode is a bit shorter than our regular ones, but I think that we'll just kind of keep it short and sweet for the COVID episode. So we're actually going to be skipping next week's episode. We're going to be taking that time to do some recording for you guys. We want to have a lot of great content ready for you guys. So we're going to be taking a week off and then coming back with five new episodes for you guys. So definitely be sure to check it out. We will definitely be awake and alive on social media. So check us out there if you are feeling uh, the FOMO for Hot Mess A. We are definitely coming back, but we will be skipping next week. Yeah, so we won't be back on the 22nd. We will be back on the 29th. We're going to be talking about stories from high school. So you know it's going to be a mess because high school is a mess, but we'll save it for that episode. (laughs) So thanks for listening, everyone. We've had a fun time as always with you guys. 
thank you guys all for listening. Uh, be sure to check check in with us uh, on our socials. We'll be back, like we said, um, in two weeks. Thanks, guys. See you on the 29th. And we are Hot, hot Mess, hot mess, mess eh? <laughs> COVID! Gross!